All right, welcome back to the Thursday edition of the LeaderLink Podcast. Remember, on the Thursday editions, our goal is just to give you a short, thought-provoking episode with some practical applications. And for the last Thursday in January, I want to wrap up what's kind of turned into a mini-series on change. Last week, we talked about involving employees as early as possible in the change, making sure that the frontline leaders are prepared to implement the change, and getting early support from the informal leaders whenever you can. And a couple of weeks ago, we talked about how 70% of change initiatives fail and that some of the reasons for this failure are poor execution and failure to sustain. Those were the last two of four reasons given by McKinsey on why change initiatives fail. And so since this is essentially a continuation of the last two Thursday short episodes, we'll dive right into the practical tips. Number one, delegate what you can to the lowest possible level. It's difficult, if not impossible, for a senior leader to coordinate a large-scale change effort while also trying to maintain too much control over it. You can still maintain control, but with more control over the whole effort, you'll actually slow down the process. The large-scale change often requires changes in different functional areas, and the leaders in those areas must be empowered to coordinate change in their functional area. And since change is ultimately implemented at the frontline level, we want frontline leaders and their employees to have the necessary authority to actually implement the change. So keep in mind, delegation requires that employees have the necessary authority, ability, training, and resources to implement the change. Tip number one, delegate what you can to the lowest level possible. Tip number two is generate short-term wins. Uh, This is actually from the book Leading Change by John Cotter that we talked about a few weeks ago. Uh, And the idea here is that large-scale change efforts can be overwhelming. Uh, You've probably heard the saying, how do you eat an elephant? Of course, the answer is one bite at a time. But then the question is, how do you maintain motivation after each bite? Because if you take one bite of that elephant and you look up only to see that the most of the elephant is still there waiting to be eaten... That can be frustrating. It can, it, can, it can hamper motivation. So as a leader, you play a key role here in motivating your team members uh, and, and really helping them understand how each bite of that elephant contributes to the overall change efforts. So look for tasks and projects that are part of the overall change and find a way to celebrate them when they're accomplished. So tip number two, generate short-term wins. Tip number three is recognize and reward the teams and the team members. You may have heard the phrase, what gets rewarded gets repeated. Uh, And this concept actually has origins from about a century ago. Initially, uh, through Edward Thorndike, who studied it in animal behavior and continued on with B.F. Skinner in a theory now known as operant conditioning. Uh, And that's a fancy term for a theory, but essentially uh, what, what the theory says is that Future outcomes come from past behavior, how, how past behavior is rewarded. What gets rewarded gets repeated. This is what they found. And they also found that what gets punished tends to stop. So this behavioral theory suggests that if your teams and team members are doing a good job, they should be rewarded. And that could be a simple public thank you, an award, or a pizza party. Unfortunately, too many managers mistakenly believe that people will continue to work hard or in this case, change, because that's their job. That's what they get paid for, right? 
Well, another concept, and this is key, another concept in operant conditioning is called extinction. And this happens when a positive behavior is not rewarded, and as a result, it stops, or as the name suggests, becomes extinct. So in order to keep momentum, leaders must recognize and reward the behaviors they want to keep seeing in this change effort. It doesn't have to be overly complicated, but the, the key is really that people, they need to know whether they're meeting expectations and doing a good job. So tip number three is recognize and reward the teams and the team members. In summary, delegate what you can to the lowest possible level, generate short-term wins, and recognize and reward the teams and the team members. All right. Thanks for listening to the Thursday edition of the LeaderLink podcast. If you like what you heard, make sure to leave a five-star review, subscribe, and share the episode with a leader you know. If you have a topic you'd like us to cover, send an email to info at jcleadershipconsulting.com. Also, be sure to check out our Tuesday interviews, and we'll see you next time.